It's the Andy Thompson Show on ESPN 97.7. Oh, we got Big Tad, right? The Sport Hall. Butch, 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 butch. Haven't heard from Big Tad in a while. We noticed that our ratings would go down whenever we had Big Tad on, but we decided we're dusting him off for the playoffs. Let's do it. Go ahead, Big Tad. National Field Goal League Blitz with Big Tad. Ravens 34, Texans 10, C.J. Stroud, (laughs) bust. Lamar Jackson needs to learn to be a pocket passer. John Harbaugh, daddy loves Jimbo more. I don't know why, he just does. C.J. Stroud, Purdue ain't walking through that door. Lamar, enjoy getting clown suited by Patrick next week at home. The most watched NFL game in ESPN history. Huh? 49ers 24, Packers 21, Jordan Love colorblind. Jordan Love, Air Force ain't walking through that door. (laughs) Brock Purdy, exposed. Kyle Shanahan, bend the bill of your hat. You're not the ball boy anymore. Run CMC, white guy grit. George Kittle, annoying. Lions 31, Detroit fans, shut up. Eminem, shut up. We get it. The city's horrible and you need this team. Send it to Disney. Oh, wait, you lose next week. Mm. Send it to, well, straight to video anyway. Baker Mayfield, Baylor ain't walking through that door. Dan Campbell, we love you. Chiefs 27, Bills 24, Josh Allen, Air Force, ain't walking through that door. Travis Kelsey, whipped. Mahomes, get a haircut. Sean McDermott, not great. Tyler Bass, you have one job. Bills Mafia, shut up. Back to you, Sporty. (laughs) Bills Mafia. All right, thank you, Big Tad. The Sport Hall. Butch, 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 butch. From the 20. Is one long for Diggs. Oh, it went through his hands. Oh my goodness, this was launched. All right, Sport Hole, let's take a look at your Skeeter beaters from Friday, shall we? Oh, yes, we shall, Larry. And we only do this on Mondays when I pick them. All right, let's uh, go back to Friday's program and listen to the Chiefs pick. Go ahead, Larry. He's got nobody to throw to, I know, but their defense is good. So take the take the Chiefs. I hate to say it. Thank you. Easy pick. This is 1993 NBA, and it's taking some uh, some people long longer than others to figure it out. And if you're if you're Josh Allen, we know this. You're Reggie Miller. You're. Uh, you know, if Jordan only had John Starks, had to beat John Starks or Detlef Schrempf or Craig Elo, he wouldn't be as great as he was. He needed guys like Clyde Drex- Drexler, and he needed Carl and John, and he needed Reggie, and he needed Patrick Ewing and all these losers that he beat all the time. Barkley, he needed a great competition to overcome every year. And that's who Josh Allen is. And there's worse things to be in the world than Reggie Miller. 
What bugs me about that game, Larry, as I alluded to in the shower thought, is that the big headline today is the poor kicker saying, hey, it's all on me. I put the, the loss and wide right part two and all that nonsense. Not the kicker's fault. Josh Allen played a great game. He ran like crazy. He had that digs. You played the digs clip. That was a big pooch. Him dropping that pass. But give me a break with the kickers. And McDermott's getting ha- hammered for the fake punt. It was not. I love a fake punt. I'll never hammer anybody for a fake punt, Larry, as you know. Yes. But it, it didn't look great. Especially because it looked like it was a. People were calling it a uh, make a wish play because they went to DeMar Hamlin. Would have been the play of the year had he got it, but came up like three yards short. So I feel bad for for Josh Allen that he's got to compete against Mahomes every year and lose. And he just had to make the, the second down play just go to digs underneath on the shallow cross. There's plenty of time left. You get it's four down territory potentially if you can get it to fourth and short. He saw the throw down the middle, and people are saying, and Romo said, look, he got bumped. It's not his fault. And it did. the bump did affect the throw. But Mahomes in that same situation doesn't get bumped. Mahomes has no excuses. He just always makes the play. And Josh Allen, unfortunately, comes up a player too short. And on the third down, you can't, you can't run in and bail out of the pocket and, and just throw that play away. If you want to win the game. And I was rooting for the Bills. And that was painful. And then the kicker predictably misses the kick. Mahomes is unbelievable. Um, he's 28 years old. Tom played till he was like 45. So Mahomes, who I think is going to beat the Ravens, even though the Ravens are unbelievable at defensively and Lamar had a great week and they're blowing people out at record levels. They're blowing good teams out this year. I still think I like the Chiefs in this game just because of Mahomes. He's M. Jeff. So if Mahomes plays till he's 45, he could claim the GOAT thing. Not that I care or want to get into that today. I don't think Josh Allen is is um, Phillip Rivers. I think he's better and I think he can hopefully get to a Super Bowl. The problem with Josh Allen is next year, his cap hit goes from like $18 million a year to $45 million, meaning they're not going to have a lot of budget other than that to kind of keep people around him. So this was his best chance. You finally got Mahomes on the road in the playoffs. You're throwing snowballs at him all game. You did get that stop with like eight minutes left. You made him punt amazingly. When they were only up three, you just had to go down and score a touchdown. And by the way, had you made the field goal, you still lose the game. Mahomes is getting the ball with 90 seconds left. It's over. A tie game. All he's got to do is go down and kick a field goal. He does that with his left hand easily. So, <clears throat> Feel bad for the Bills fans. But I was thinking the Chiefs were the Bills. Pre-Mahomes, the, the Chiefs hadn't won a championship since the 60s. Midwest, cold, great fan base, hadn't won in forever. Mahomes shows up, and now they win every year. That's that's who the, you know, the Chiefs were the Bills before the Bills, in a way. Love Andy Reid. Love that I got that pick right, Larry. 
Everybody probably got that pick right. Two and a half on the road. We don't have the data, do we, Larry? How many people just went money line on the Chiefs? Probably the majority. Yes. Do you know that for a fact? No. All right, let's go to our next pick. Let's do, we got the Lions? Yes. All right, let's go back to Friday. Skeeter beaters, Larry. What do we go with for the Lions? They're still insulting Goff. Like, oh, this guy's not a winner. Baker's going to go in and clown suit Goff. And I'm saying I don't buy it. I'm taking the Lions. Thank you, Lawrence. Felt bad for Baker at the end, throwing the pick. Um, got hit a lot in this game. Love Dan Campbell. Love watching Panay. Love watching Panay on the pole stuff where... And I like Chris Collins. Chris Collinsworth, right? Yeah. Chris Collinsworth did a great job diagramming the replays where instead of kicking out, kicking out the edge guy, they're kind of taking care of the edge guy while not having Panay solely on the edge guy. He just kind of... He just kind of swims the edge guy and then goes and levels a DB. So he's doing two things in one play to open up those runs for the Lions. And Sewell is so, uh, you know, the best in the world at that. So it's always fun to watch him. Good for Goff. I I hope that they can figure out a way to go and beat the 49ers. um, Good for Dan Campbell, our guy. And Big Tad's guy, apparently, right? Yes. All right. All right, let's go to our 49ers pick. How did we do? Did did we go three for three in the divisional round, Larry, at our Skeeter beaters? Huh? They're still insulting Goff. Like, oh, this guy's not a winner. Sorry. Sorry, Larry, the other one. We're going to the 49ers. What the heck is wrong with you? Take Shanahan and the boys. I'm sorry. The 49ers are just too dang good. They're an all-pro roster. Everybody had that pick, too. Uh, the hardest one was the Lions because it was six and a half, and the public was on the Lions. I was getting mocked for picking them like a neophyte. Turns out they covered. Three for three for the big guy, Larry. <clears throat> That's why you tune in to Skeeter Beaters on a Friday. Right, Lawrence? Yes. All right. Next topic, buddy. Yes, you made a boo-boo. I did. Mm. I did. The boo-box. Yeah. Uh-oh, time for the boo box <laughs> in the sport hall. Boo box is brought to you by our good friends at the Matt Hickman team at Academy Mortgage. Top 1% mortgage originator in the country right here in your backyard. Weekend's over. We don't forget about it. We don't fall asleep on the weekends. Larry and I are always watching, judging on a Monday, the toll bell tolls for thee. And who is it this this week? Oh, yeah. Caitlin Clark. <clears throat> You've seen the footage. First of all, Caitlin Clark drops a 45-burger on Ohio State with like seven threes. She is the best college player ever. Statistically. Is Shamika Holsclaw or Lisa Leslie or Diana Taurasi... Or Sabrina Ionescu. Let's see how long I can keep going. Brittany Griner. Um, 
Lisa Leslie, Rebecca Lobo. Can any of them compare to what she's doing? I don't think so. What people criticize about her is she can't, she doesn't show out, or she can't win the big one against the best teams. Even though she went to the championship last year. Um, This was a flop. So, Caitlin Clark, for those that didn't see it, she loses to Ohio State in Columbus. And Ohio State charges the floor. And a fan, a co-ed female college girl, is running out with her phone, capturing the moment because she's a big Ohio State fan. And there's a collision between her and Caitlin Clark. And the ruling, Larry, clearly watching the Zapruder film is it was a flop by Clark. Very disappointing. Why are all the best players floppers, Larry? So she sold it like she really got hammered by this college girl and she falls to the ground and she looks like LeBron out there flopping. And it reminded me of in football when a wide receiver drops a pass and then pretends like they're hurt. Like it happens like 70% of the time. That's what this reminded me of. She wanted to milk this thing. She just lost a tough game in conference. She got grazed by a fan, and she sold the flop. So for that, Caitlin Clark the boo box. is in the boo box, and I'm a fan. I like Caitlin Clark, and I hope that uh, she gets to play LSU in the tournament again this year because this has been the best women's basketball, college basketball and the last uh, the last year was probably the best ever. Here's a point I wanted to do. Matt Painter, the head coach of Purdue. So Purdue goes to Lincoln, Nebraska. Purdue's a top... Maybe they were ranked number one when this happened, but top first or second team in the country. They go to Nebraska. Nebraska mops the floor with them in basketball. And they charge the floor. And here's Matt Painter's take on it. You think he's going to be whining about it. Like, oh, our players are in danger. And what is this? Why are we still allowing court storming? Here's Matt Painter, who I'm all of a sudden a big fan of after this take. So we got to do something about the court storms, guys. I don't know why institutions aren't ready for it. Like, what did you think was going to happen if they won? Like, spread the word. Spread the word before somebody gets hurt. You know, a student from Nebraska should be able to storm the court, right? Like, we're cool. Like, just, like, get ready for it. That's what you're going to do. So, like, we're, we're struggling in our conference with that. Yeah. We like that guy, right? Yes. We like court storming. It's great. It's one of the best things about college basketball and these conferences that try to punish it so harshly. Is the SEC still, SEC still trying to find the teams like $100,000 or something ridiculous? It's, it's great. Nobody gets hurt. That's completely overblown. Give me a break. Um, you know who does a great job is the high schools. Because the high schools will charge the floor and the administrators will come out to half court and they allow... They allow their students to charge their half of the floor and leave the other half kind of open for the for the visitor. I know that's impossible in college because the student section isn't necessarily just on one side of the floor like it is in high school. But trying to get rid of court storming, no likey. I don't like that. Anything else on that one, Lawrence? No. You agree with that? Yes. 
fantastic. And if they do get rid of it, which they will, in 10 years there will be no court storming and we'll look back at it like, oh, this was the medieval times of, look at how dangerous this was with the kids storming the court. Just like, um, you know, uh, in baseball, I'm sure bean balls will eventually be legislated out of the game somehow or punished a lot harsher or fighting in hockey will eventually be gone just because everything gets softer over time. Court storming will be gone soon. They're trying to get rid of it now, but it just, you know, it still happens. But I love it. It's what it's what brings personality and color to the sports. Every other every different sport has their own little things. And charging the court after you beat Purdue, if you're Nebraska and you're drunk, that's what brings joy to being a Nebraska Cornhuskers basketball fan. Because you're gonna win eight games. You gotta take advantage when you knock off a good team. Alright, sorry, Larry. Next topic. What do we got? The sport hall. Sports, 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 sports. What up, buddy? You're not very bright, are you? Andy versus Randy. As we do every week, we welcome in my twin brother, Randy, to give us his constructive compliments about our show. What's going on? Thanks for calling. What up, buddy? How's it going? Going good, man. Going good. Liking your show today. Really? Yeah. You and Larry doing a great job. (laughs) Thank you. I enjoy listening. Really? No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, well, I'm calling because I wanted to talk golf. No crap. Yes, golf. Good for you. What do you got? You don't talk about it much on your no, show, do you? No, we need to more. Yeah, well, did you see this kid, this uh, 20-year-old kid yes. in the PGA event? Yes. Over yeah. the weekend? Yes. Yeah. 1.5 milli, this kid wins. He's the youngest amateur to win a tour event since 1910. Mm. And the second place guy gets all of his money. Because he's an Cause amateur. He, yes, because he's an amateur. Yeah. How dumb is this? This is why all these these kids dream of playing and live, because live wouldn't pull no. this Please, with the live Liver crap. Pay this kid ten million. They they give him oil coupons for the rest of his life. Yeah, I'd have to sell his and the money. Yeah, that's, I'd have to. He'd have to sell out. Well, that's why the PGA is losing, you know, interest because they treat people. They take who advantage of players. Who are you, Phil Mickelson? Yeah. All right, fine. Oh, Judas Priest. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling. All right, we'll see you. All right, bye bye. The sport hall. Butch, 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 butch. Two-minute drill presented by Ideal Home and Auto Paint. To the five, to the two, diving, touchdown! Mm, nothing like hearing Carrick Segmiller call a touchdown. High school touchdown before we talk about uh, high school basketball. Larry, can we get that fixed, please? Give us a give us a, a basketball call. Well, what do we got? Go ahead. All right, Sport Hole. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at your Skeeter beaters from Friday, shall we? Mm. All right. Next question, Larry. What did you think of Friday night's Region 9 games? Mm. Well, a couple of blowouts. We were at the, uh, me and Rustin were at the Crimson Cliffs 
Pine View game, which was an awesome. There's something about Crimson Cliffs, Jim. Every game I call there is a one-point game. <laughs> it goes down to the buzzer every time. It's amazing. We talked with Coach Murdoch about it on Friday. They've had a really exhilarating, fun season so far with a bunch of close games. Sean Feltz is dominant. He is so talented as a unicorn prospect because he made a couple threes. He made jumpers. He made his patented hook shot, baby hook, power dribble to the hoop, running the floor. He was unbelievable. 30-something points again for Sean Feltz. Uh, Trevor Taylor won an... Last Friday, he won a game by making the assist to Drake Carroll. This this Friday, he made the, the bucket. Flash, weak side, got the ball on the elbow. I was thinking he's wide open. He's going to pull up and shoot that elbow jumper. He made a couple. But he said, no, I'm not going to do that. There's still 10 seconds on the clock. I'm going to take my time, go to the rack, finish at the rim. I don't want to give Nash Schroeder time to go get a shot on the other end. So... Incredible senior veteran play by Trevor Taylor, who shot the ball really well all night, made a couple threes as well. Um, Pineview, I thought Crimson did a really good job of making it very difficult for Nash. Every time he got the ball, he was hounded, really hard to get open looks all game long. But he came up clutch at the end of the game and made an and one and made some shots to get them back into the game. Incredible job closing by Pineview to make it close. Had a huge steal at the end of the game. Uh, Schmitz just ripped the ball away from Crimson Cliffs. And I think that's the one that generated the N1 by Schroeder. Um, Condi was great, especially in the first half for Pineview. Scoring at the cup, jump shot, aggressive. That's a tough matchup. Trying to guard Feltz all night, but um admirable effort by Pineview and a devastating loss. They did have a chance at the very end, but just kind of got up a desperation shot. I've been really impressed with, with Pineview this year. I think they're exceeding a lot of people's expectations, at least early in the season. Adam Moore had a bunch of shots. Griffin Shepard was great, as always. But uh, something about Crimson Cliffs on a Friday night in that gym, special stuff. Congratulations to them uh, getting a Really impressive victory against a good team. Um, let's see. Dixie won big against Desert Hills. Jordan Roberts, 17 assists. Brecken Robinson, 30 points. He had five threes. Amazing. We'll be, let's see, we'll be at Dixie on Friday night this week. They got Crimson at home. And then Snow Canyon got the win 86-60 over hurricane in the jungle we'll be at the jungle on wednesday night by we i mean me and rustin on espn 97.7 excuse me uh owen Mackey had 26 points to lead uh the warriors and brigham kemp led hurricane with 16 callan hughes and houston homer also in double digits for the tigers yeah it was a good friday larry at least the game i was at was close i guess the others weren't uh probably as exciting but Great student sections. All the stuff I was saying before, before. Fantastic. Storm the floor. And the admin does a good job, you know, kind of containing it, but allowing the kids to have fun.
Fantastic. Speaking of, we've got our uh, Gus Johnson Award, I think, Lawrence, right? Before we go out to Knights pregame, Vegas Golden Knights. We're excited to be getting you more Knights hockey on your home of the Vegas Golden Knights ESPN 97.7. They got the Devils tonight, 5 o'clock start. We'll get you a little pregame after the sport hole. But before we do, we've got a couple more things, right, Larry? A couple matters of business to take care of. Bring it on. Ladies and gentlemen, this week's Gus Johnson Award goes to... And thin, under 10, 9, 8. Lindquist wants to make a move. Step back on Schroeder. Schroeder defends it well. Gives to Taylor. Taylor has all sorts of room. Up and under for Taylor. It goes. Taylor with the lay-in. And an immediate timeout. Taylor was left all alone. He could have pulled up for the mid-range. He could have done any number of things. Instead, he attacks, hangs, and hits for Crimson. They retake the lead by one. Congratulations to our very own Rustin Burnside. He gets a $10 gift certificate to Island Grinds for this week's Gus Johnson Call of the Week. Beautifully done. Fantastic uh, moment there. You heard it on ESPN 97.7. All right, we're going to go to, let's see, we got Katie. Katie, are you ready? Is Katie ready, Larry? Is she doing her news today because we only have the first hour show? Yes. Okay, great. All right. Happy to have Katie Rosen. Rosen, she's the newest uh, member of our staff here, our national news desk correspondent for the Sport Hole. How's it going, Katie? Doing fantastic. Thank you, Andy. That segment reminded me of sleeping next to my two-month-old. White noise. For the Sport Hole National News Center on Bluff Street, I'm Katie Rosen. Rosen, reigning national player of the year, Caitlin Clark, and an Ohio State fan inadvertently collided Sunday afternoon as Buckeyes fans stormed the court following the team's 192 upset in overtime over Iowa. I couldn't see her, the Ohio State fan said while cracking up. <laughs> Next. The Department of Justice, three more states, and the District of Columbia have joined a lawsuit against the NCAA's transfer eligibility rule. The DOJ says that student-athletes should be able to transfer as many times as they want without punishment. Thanks, cowards. The Chicago Bears are finalizing a deal to make Shane Waldron their next offensive coordinator, a source confirmed to ESPN. Not much is known about Shane Waldron, except that he will suck. They know that. Today's shout-out Norm MacDonald on that one. Today's Sport Hole National News is brought to you by Lawrence's mom. From the Sport Hole News Center on Bluff Street, I'm Katie Rosen Rosen, ESPN 97.7. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Here, Katie, uh, every day here on the program, usually at 5 p.m., right on the dot. All right, Larry, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with uh, Vegas Golden Knights Hockey, presented by Ideal Home and Auto Paint on ESPN on Fox Sports. We'll go back to national broadcasting, the Odd Couple. And we'll talk to you tomorrow, full show tomorrow, 4 to 6, on the Andy Thompson Show with Rustin Burnside. Enjoy the nights, everybody.